0: the Lord, man, a uh, couple things before we start, um, honey, come up here for just a second, I know you're getting some stuff, but I want to, you know, tonight is the Oscars, and so I thought together we look like the Oscars, I'm a bald-headed man, and Janie's rocking the gold today, and so today we look like the Oscars, praise God. You look beautiful, by the way. Do you need mine? (laughs) No. Okay. (laughs) So, uh, man, uh, just uh, an amazing weekend. And thank you for coming out uh, for the 10 o'clock service. Those who normally come at 9, thank you for pushing it back for an hour. There'll be some coming at 11. There'll be some coming at 11. Just just act like you just got here. You know, just... (laughs) We'll be okay. Move over. Let them sit down. Say, hey, thanks. They're, they're preaching backwards today. We're going to preach, and then, then we're going to do some worship. Just kind of mess them up a little bit. And so yeah. uh, I met some people in the parking lot, at, uh, at, like, right before 9, and they were ready for service. I said, just go grab a donut and then come back. And they said the donut was really good. Okay. And so uh, that was good. <laughs> and, they, and they came back. Uh, if you missed the teaching sessions of the conference, and you'd like to listen to them on podcasts, what we're trying to do and what we should be able to do this week. We have to edit them first a little bit. And then if you have the uh, Grace app, then you there will be an update sometime this week. Hit the update because that will link you to the podcast where you can listen to them off the Grace app. Or you can download, download the podcast through Grace Church Hickory or Mark Dolphins, and then you can listen to them when they're edited as well. But if you have the Grace app, just check your updates, update it, and then they'll, you'll be able to hit the icon, and it'll take you to the, the podcast as well. The teachings were phenomenal over the weekend, and a lot of uh, victory and a lot of freedom. And so uh, today we're going to talk about deliverance. I like what we're going to do. At the end, because the end is kind of the whole praise before the breakthrough type thing, and so that song was very fitting. But I'm going to give you a, a recap of kind of how what how, what got us to this point, and then Janie's going to give you a thought out of uh, John 5. And then I'm going to come back out of Revelations for a moment, and then we're going to talk about, if you didn't get a worship guide, Mark, can we, if you didn't get a worship guide, if you have your book, you don't need a worship guide. If you didn't get a worship guide, can you raise your hand, because we're going to have some of the ushers give you some worship guides. You, 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 you definitely need one today, especially for, for the tail end of, of this message. And so we started off... Uh, you know, four weeks ago on the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And it was important to understand that that we can eat from that tree of life still and that the tree of life today is really uh the cross that we're to carry and that cross shouldn't be heavy that cross should just be easy to, to bear and then janie spoke the next week on identity and who we are in christ and that you are not worthless you are alive in christ jesus amen I that's important to know and then i came back the following week about hearing god and being careful not to take his name in vain not you know playing that that god card but really submitting ourselves To God. Sometimes we think we know what God wants in our life. We just need to know what that we we allow ourselves the fullness of the Lord in our life. And then Janie spoke last week just on grace and forgiveness, and did just a wonderful job on just really knowing that grace is for all people and that we we are forgiven. How many's forgiven this morning? Amen. It's important for us to know. And then we have to forgive as well. And then I spoke Friday night on shame. And um, rejection, and just the importance that knowing that as we walk through. Uh, these things in our life that yes, there could be a a certain amount of shame, there could be rejection, but we know that we're free in Christ Jesus. And then the sessions yesterday were really good. Brian taught on uh, the uh, blessings and curses, generational blessings and curses, and did a phenomenal job, and we declared that at the end. And then I spoke on uh, soul ties, good soul ties, Evil soul ties and no fault soul ties. And again, all those would be on the podcast as it's downloaded uh, later this week. And then Janie did a really cool illustration on just the cleansing water. And we. We sprinkled water on us, and we wiped water, and we took vials of water, and, and people were, in fact, you got healed through through the whole thing, which was really cool, and uh, it's just neat how God works in those ways, and then Marcus taught a wonderful teaching on the power of the Holy Spirit and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. It was uh, just a whole day of really, really, really good teaching and uh, foundational stuff, and then today, it brings us then to uh, to deliverance, and...
1: To deliverance, all right. We are going to talk about deliverance, um, and it's in your book, and um, if you have that book, you can read more. For time, we're not going to get into all of it because we have a lot to give you, but um, if you have a lot of that stuff in your book, go back and read a lot A lot of the, um, the scriptures that come with it. There's just a ton, but a deliverer, it means to rescue or to put in a place of safety or to save or we could say salvation so um, the first part says who is our enemy well we know the enemy is satan and he comes to steal kill and destroy we know that that's his plan that's his tactic we talked about a fence with the big fence thing um, the plank coming out of the eye Um, I think maybe last week it's been such a blur. I don't yeah, even know. I feel like, feel like I'm on Groundhog's Day. Get up and do this again. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, is this almost done? I'm <laughs> telling you. I just will not want to do this. singing. Just sing. So gonna,
0: you oh,
1: he's wearing me down. Um,
0: Jane said she needs a raise after
1: this. <laughs> I said, yes, I do. <laughs> so just kidding. I don't. Um, so I... I was sitting there thinking of deliverance and what would be a scripture that would come to my heart for deliverance, and so I was a story because I always like to come out of out of the Bible stories, and and it talked about I liked this. Depending on your background, we can struggle with the idea of reality of unseen realm. Like some people, maybe they don't believe in the darkness or they don't believe that Satan is real. But unless you've been attacked by him, maybe you don't. But maybe one day you want to know how to fight when that attack does come, because it is real. Um, we all know that I've been raised in um, in Pentecostalism and then went to a little more freedom. Into less legalism. Less legalism into just grace. And that, that's that been where I, I love to be right now. So, But in that realm of of growing up, I have actually, and, and so has Pastor, and so has our children, but, I mean, I started seeing, um, you have probably saw The Exorcist, some of you, maybe not, you shouldn't, but if you have, <laughs> if you have, I've seen it firsthand live, I'll just say that, I'm not going to scare anybody, but totally live, I've seen it where the person would throw up because they were praying over, it, and then nothing hit the ground, but you see it i 've seen a larger woman slither like a snake I've seen and heard demon voices come out of a belly. We have experienced a lot of stuff, but we've also saw deliverance and that's the key because the Bible talks about not to be um, to focus on the point that demons are there, but to focus on the point that You have power in the name of Jesus to take authority over those demonic activities that go on in your life. That's what we boast on. That's what we talk about. So that's what we want you to know. So when the enemy comes, and there's a difference between somebody who's demon-possessed or just somebody who has maybe an attack on their life. We wouldn't want to walk around saying there's a demon in every corner. But sometimes we open a door or we open a gate or we open something in our lives that allow that. Spirit to come in and just kind of go, Man, maybe I shouldn't be watching this, or because now I'm afraid to go to bed at night. Now, a spirit of fear is That's attacking true. itself on me. Well, if I wouldn't open that door, went to that movie that made fear come mm-hmm. in my heart, I wouldn't have to deal with this. So, okay. in that, we want to just cleanse things our mind sees, things our eyes see, things our ears. And pastors preached a message before on guarding our gates, and I love that. And he had a bunch of gates. Do you remember that? That was so cool. And it was like, guard your gates. Anywhere the enemy can come in through your eyes, that could be pornography. Um, It could be lust. It could be just a lot of things. Guard them. Don't do it. Just stop it. Click out. If something comes up, get out of it. Don't allow it to go. Guard our ears of what we hear. That could be gossip. That could be um, people saying things. Well, God told me this. And you know in your heart that's not God at all. You just, like I do, I, just, I don't receive that. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to stand and look at your face and say, I just don't receive that. I'm just going to stand there and go, if that's your opinion, you know, that's cool. But that's not what the Holy Spirit is saying to me. So you guard your gates and you guard your areas. So I think that's just really important that um, in, in our last church that we were in, I was playing the keyboard one day. And this um, friend had came. Was, someone had brought this girl to our church, and it was a special Sunday night. We were coming out of like this really big revival, and, um, and they had said, we've been praying for this girl for three weeks. She says and believes she's demon possessed. She's got all these issues, and she's, she just wants to be delivered, and so can we bring her to your church tonight, and can we pray for her? And, of course, we said, yeah, bring her on. We'll, we'll get that demon out, and we don't have to deal with that. And so it was like an hour. And I remember being at the keyboard, and I'm playing, and I'm playing, and they're just really praying over this girl. And Mark had walked away because he felt the same thing I did at that time, walked away. And the Holy Spirit just kind of put in my heart She doesn't want that spirit to come out because she loves the attention that she's getting. So to her, that's a way of getting attention. She's not saying get out of me. So you gotta first want that demonic spirit or whatever's attacking you. You gotta say I don't want that in me. But see, she was loving that, and it was like everybody's talking to her, and, and she's got hours of people working with her. And the Holy Spirit just said, go tell her if she wants it to come out. And Shut the noise down, shut the screaming, and shut the devil up because you have authority to do that. So I just walked and asked everybody to move back. Can you just go move back? Just give me a moment. And I just whispered in her ear and told her this, that if you want that spirit to leave, then you need to tell it to leave. And it's not going to be any more attention because Satan right there was winning because he was getting all the attention. We don't want to give him the attention, so we just want to say, be gone in the name of Jesus and so that was a testimony of what happened. So that was, that was, and, it, and she was set free. But she had to want it to be set free. And that's where I'm going to go this morning here with, um, my thought is in John 5. Um, I didn't bring my glasses. We'll start with two here and I'll just start, I'll read it this way. Okay. But the sheep gate in Jerusalem, there is a, there is a, by the sheep gate in Jerusalem, there is a pool called Bethesda. Now, the word Bethesda right there means house of mercy. So Mm. that's important to know. Mm -hmm. Here's the pool in Bethesda, house of mercy. And um, in the Hebrew, which is five colonnades, which the number five we know means grace. So right there we could say grace and mercy. Mm. So here's this pool. Grace and mercy is here. And so within these lay a three-multitude Lay these a multitude of sick, blind, lame, and paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. Okay, in some translations, four is not there because it wasn't in every um, gospel, and so it's kind of in parentheses. So maybe in your Bible, if you're studying this, it's not in there, but um, but it's there. So um, because an angel would come down into the pool at that time to time, and he. Stir the waters. Then the first one that would get in the waters, they would be recovered from the ailment that he had. One man. One man was there who had been sick for thirty-eight years. That's a long time. When Jesus saw him laying there, he knew he where he had been already. He had been there for a long time, and he said, "This is this is key right here. Do you want to get well? Mm. Do you want to get well?" That was key. And he said, "Sir." The sick man answered, I don't have a man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I'm coming, someone else goes ahead of me. And Jesus said, get up, pick up your bed and walk. So we, we know that story. Um, and I just want to focus on that because I want you to know that breakthrough happens when you're willing to expose your problem. And here this man has a condition, and we all have a condition, and we want to sometimes sit back and act like everything is perfect. No, my life is amazing. No, we all have issues and we all have conditions and we want to hide them. And here Jesus sees it and says, Hey, I'm open to it. I want to see, I want to heal it. But the question that he asked him, that, that I love this, he says, Do you want to be healed? Well, Jesus knew he wanted to be healed, or he needed to be healed. But did he want to be healed? And what was the man's answer in verse three? I can't get to the water. Mm. So, right away, what do we do? Just like the man, we make an excuse. Yeah. All of a sudden, he's got an excuse I can't get there because it's my husband's fault or it's somebody else's fault. And yes, he had a valid excuse. He couldn't get there, he needed somebody. But at some point, I'm sure he was moving in that time. And I said, as I read this and I looked at it, I thought, man, if that was me, I would be sitting at the edge of the water and when that water stirred, I'm first. Just put me by the sand or put me by the pool. Put my hand there and I am going gonna, gonna to be healed because you got to get as close as you want to get to get your healing. You got to press as hard as you can. You got to keep pushing and pushing. And if you don't, you just sit up here on the mountain <laughs> making your excuses of why you're not healed. Amen. And so... Do you wish to be healed? Do you want to be healed? And when Jesus touched him, he was healed. But I, I thought this, and, and I, I, I shared it with a couple of um, my family, because the Holy Spirit just kind of spoke this to me, because I've been doing a lot of the water stuff where we did this healing water, and um, Marcus spoke on water, and he had a pitcher of water, and he just filled it with so much. Is you want this much of the Holy Spirit, or do you want this much? And then Blake was holding the water, and the water was getting heavy, and then... He just dumped it, and the water just began to pour out. And that's the water, which the water represents the Holy Spirit, which I was, so we've been all about water. But I thought of this, I thought the man could not get to the water, so the water came Mm, to the man. Come on. And I think... That's the living water, who is Jesus Christ. He's the living water. So when you can't always get where you need to get, the man, the living water, the water will come to you if you say, I want it more than anything. I'm going to do what it takes. I'm going to walk through deliverance. I'm going to sacrifice. I'm going to get there. And when you can't, and your heart is there that you want, the water will come to you. So the man couldn't get to the water, but the water came to the man, and that's the living water. And so... That's what we've been doing and that's what we want to continue to do is declare breakthrough, but you got to want it. If you really want it, you don't care who's watching you. You don't care who's looking at you. You do not care. All you need is breakthrough. The water will come to you when that happens.
0: Amen. Praise God. Come on, give it up for the Lord for a moment. Amen. That's good stuff. Good teaching. Praise God. And so, you know, I, I want you to know that we're, we're really word people. We love the word. We're strong in the word. And what the word says, we're going to believe it. So the spirit world exists well before the physical word. So, yeah, there's, there's spiritual demonic activity out there. We don't need to be afraid of it. Don't need to be scared of it. We do need to be aware of it, okay? And I want to talk to you for a moment about authority. And we're going to use the word. Janie and I have redone several houses in our lifetime, probably more than several. But one time, uh, one house I put up five ceiling fans in the same five ceiling fans in different rooms. And for every time, I use the same instructions. Like I put up a ceiling fan, look at the instructions, through the box away, open the box, look at the instructions, put the fan. you think by the second or third time I would know how to do it, but yes. I always wanted to go to the instructions. And Janie yes. said, why are you reading the instructions every time?
1: It's the same
0: box. It's the same box. It's the same fan. We can't get enough instruction. All right? We cannot get enough instruction in our life, And so write these chapters down, Ezekiel 28, Luke 10. And I want you to study them at some point in time and then write down Revelations 12. So Ezekiel 28, Luke 10, and Revelations 12, it gives us The authority and the power that we know that we have over enemy forces. And so we're going to read uh, Revelations 12, 7 through 12 quickly uh, as we move on. Then a war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. The dragon and his angels also fought. Now, I'll tell you this. I subscribe to the theory of Dake and Cho that say this war has already taken. That this was uh, something that's, and I believe Ezekiel 28 and Luke 10 will confirm that. I believe the scripture needs to confirm itself. Otherwise we take it out of context. But I believe this war has already taken place. This gives us the authority that we have or the blood work of, of Christ on the cross is diminished. If Satan can still go in front of uh, in front of God. I don't believe that can take place anymore like he did in Job 110. But he could not prevail and there was no place for them in heaven any longer. Can you say Amen? The great dragon was thrown out, the ancient serpent who is called the devil and Satan, and the one who deceives the whole world, he was thrown to earth and his angels with him. Verse number 10, now the Holmans uh, alleviates the word now. Write the word now in your notes. The word now, King James has now, and I believe that's an appropriate word because that word now means subject to a new revelation. Now we say now. Everybody say Now. Now it's like a, a mother calling their children, a young child, come to dinner or come now. You know, it's a, there's an emphasis there. And King James has that word in there. Now I heard a voice loud in heaven saying, and he says again, now salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority. Everybody say authority. authority of his Messiah have now come. There's that word again, now. And we have to understand that there's this revelation now that the enemy has no authority or power over you in the spiritual realm. Does the body fail? Yes, the body fails sometimes. Do so people sometimes get cancer? Some get healed. Some don't get healed. So people have sickness or disease, infirmity. Sometimes they get healed. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're born with it, like the, the, the man of the pool of Bethesda. Sometimes they're healed. Sometimes they're not. That's a revelation of sin that Adam created and brought into this earth. But spiritually, the enemy has no authority over your spirit anymore because uh, he's been defeated at the cross. Can you shout amen? Because that's a yeah. that's a win for the kingdom, right? there, okay? And so he says, um, uh, now have come because the accuser of our brothers have been thrown down, the one who accuses them before our God day and night. He can't go before God anymore. Verse number 11, they conquered him three things, by the blood of the lamb, you know this, by the word of your testimony, and they did not live their lives unto death. So that third one is selflessness, not selfishness, selflessness. That's the third key. It's not that everybody's going to die and become a martyr. It's that we we know the blood of the lamb has already shed his blood, right? And then we know that it's our testimony, okay? I'm going to be healed in Jesus' name. I'm going to be delivered in Jesus' name. I'm going to be free in Jesus' name. It's how you speak. And we learn during this whole conference the voice of our words, if we say we're defeated, the past is haunting me, these things. You're bringing that power of the enemy forces onto you. You have to rebuke the power. You have authority in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. All right. So it says, the devil has come down. Did we read that? Therefore. Okay. And you, you with them, woe to the earth and the sea, and the devil has come down to the, with great fury because he knows he has a short time. So the enemy is mad. He wants to attack us. Many times, since he can't go in front of God anymore, he's been cast down, he wants to use each other. Well, you're not really healed. Did you hear And Janie talk just a moment ago about gossip or about backbiting or people that, that worked behind? We have to stop doing the work of the enemy for him. Psalms 133 says, where there is unity, God commands the blessing, even life, evermore. And so if we work together, if churches, families, people work together. Let's go to Luke 10 for a second. Let's go to verse 17. Luke 10, 17. The 70 return. This is what Janie was referring to, saying, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. You can see young believers getting all excited like we have some really good uh, amped up young people. Man, I say the name of Jesus and those demons run to hell. Listen to what Jesus. Jesus says in verse number 18, he said, I said to them, he said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like lightning flash. Confirmation of what Revelation 12 was just saying, right? Verse number, verse number 19, look, I have given you the authority, everybody say authority. Revelations 12 said you have authority. Cho and Dake said that's probably already happened. I agree with that. That's that's my opinion, okay? We're not preaching that as doctrine, but I I would preach it as strong belief. You have the authority over the enemy. Why? Because Jesus said and he's given it to you and Satan fell in Ezekiel 28. So read that. Look, I have given you the authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Nothing will ever harm you. That's deliverance right there, church. That's deliverance. Now let's go to verse 20. But, however, but don't rejoice that the Spirit submits you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Yes, yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why? Because that's the goal. That's the final goal. And, and it's not about the, sometimes spiritual activity freaks some people out, so sometimes churches stay away from it. But we feel like it's our obligation this morning to talk to you as believers that, yes, there is an enemy out there. That enemy wants your soul. That enemy wants spiritual activity to take place, but you do not have to fear it, nor, do, nor should you look behind every door for a devil. The devil didn't give you a flat tire. All right? All right? The devil didn't make your engine blow up. You forgot to change the oil. That's what happened. So stop blaming. Stop giving the devil too much authority and too much credit. Stop blaming God for things that you should have been doing. But start taking the authority that God has given you so that when you walk in that authority, not, not arrogantly, not proudfully, but humbly before the Lord. Lord, I thank you that my name is written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. I thank you that not only can I be delivered, can my wife be delivered, you've given us power as you did the 70. And Marcus talked about it, that 70 goes all the way back to Numbers, the 25th chapter. Powerful teaching. Why? Because the Holy Spirit wants us to act as God agents on the earth to pray for people to see people get healed, to uh, watch people be enriched in Christ, to uh, speak deliverance over people. And we're going to do that here at the end of the service in a, in a few moments where we can speak deliverance and we can pray for people and they can take that back to their home. Honey? You're good. You're good. You're there. I'm done. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to go over the card, the back of the car. Yes, remember? Yes. She, was, she was mesmerized by my teaching. Did you oh. notice that? Or she was bored to death. I'm not sure. It's one or the other.
1: No, that was good. <laughs> we did talk about how sometimes we go to the gym all the time. We've talked about yes. that with McDonald's Love going stories. going to the gym. We, we drive used through. to go to the gym. We have a treadmill at our house now. Low miles. Still, t- <laughs> still don't use it. But we got it. <laughs> it's there, <laughs> and it's kind of like that. If we don't get on that treadmill we don't use it, there's not going to be a change. It's when we decide that we're That's going true. to make a change, we're going to get in the word, we're going to apply the word, we're going to do what we're talking about, we're going to um, what this whole restoration has been about. Yeah. When we decide, we're going to put that into our lives and we're going to walk away from things that are keeping us bound and we're going to quit living in the past, and we're going to begin to walk in God's grace, and we're going to turn our, our heads away from shame. All those subjects that we've talked about, we've broken generational curses, we've put blessings on our families, and when we know we do that, that's when things can change, and that's when, when you see the, the effects. Yeah. When you see we've been on the treadmill or you see we've went to the gym and not just drove through the parking lot. He's told you that story. <laughs> there were many times we would get up every morning, we'd get our gym clothes on, we'd get ready to go, we'd get to the door and we're like, man, I just don't feel like doing this today. We we'll would look at each other. McDonald's? Yeah, let's right go. Right across to the me.
0: street it's McDonald's. <laughs> so we went to the gym. We did go to the gym. We just didn't go inside. It didn't do us any good. We drove through the parking lot. We went yeah. to McDonald's and had a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit.
1: Or oatmeal. We were really on that oatmeal Well, if we are
0: really feeling good about not going to the gym, we'd have oatmeal. Yeah.
1: Like then i find enough. out it's full of sugar. Cause, it is. Yeah. So Imagine
0: well a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit.
1: So that was part of our problem.
0: <laughs> so. A huge problem.
1: <laughs> but see, if we would go to the gym regularly, we was. So you can would feel I in- the
0: effect. You may, even if you come to church.
1: That's what I have written it doesn't down. Doesn't mean
0: that you're totally getting it. Boom. You have to get. He stole into that your from word. me. I
1: want. I want to read it. That's in my notes. That was mine. Mark that down. <laughs> Go ahead.
0: <Dad>. No, I, <laughs> no. <laughs> I saw it on your paper. I thought, I'm going to grab that deal. That was good stuff. Okay. We think alike. Yeah, we do. My
1: paper's done now, so that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> it's all you know.
0: Okay, it's all me. So, on the back of your cards, or if you have the book, this restoration page, we won't go through it. But uh, Luke, uh, Matthew 16 and Luke 18, Jesus took time out with his disciples and teaching them, and he said, uh, "I'm going to give you the power to bind and to loosen." And we are of the persuasion that it's not just totally good enough to bind something. Like if you are going to bind depression, then there's a void there you have to fill. Then you want to loosen joy. If you want if you bind fear, That's good, but there's still a void. You need to loosen faith. Okay, if you bind hatred, there's a void. You need to loosen love. And so He gave Jesus gave us His to His disciples, which we are agents of. We're disciples. Okay, and so we have the power still to bind and loosen. As long as the Holy Spirit is here on earth, and we know the Holy Spirit's still on earth because salvation still takes place. Not until uh, the day that the Holy Spirit is taken away from the earth. Uh, salvation then will, will uh, cease to exist. Okay, the rest of it's then when the Lord comes for the millennial reign that He'll He'll rule the land. Now, that being said, we have the power as Christ followers. Remember I spoke a couple weeks ago, it's one thing to be a Jesus believer, it's another thing to be a Christ follower. We need to aim at being Christ followers, okay? That's important. As a Christ follower, you've been given authority, we saw that in Luke, we saw it in Revelations, and you can read about it in Ezekiel, we've been given authority to bind and to loosen. We've also been given a power, power by uh, the words of Jesus' mouth and how to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we pray the Lord's will. So when we talk about deliverance, because that's what this whole restoration has been, where people have hang-ups. And it's easy for some of us who aren't as compassionate or empathetic to say, I just wish they would get over it. Why? Because it makes us feel better. We don't have to deal with it. We're giving you the ammunition this morning to be able to deal with those problems. But we're also willing to walk with you through those, those issues. Because we, we've all had things that we've had to be delivered. Listen, everything, deliverance isn't because of a demon possession. Are, are you with me? Some yes. of it can be demon, demonic hindrance. Some of it can be mm-hmm. self-imposed. Some of it can be laziness, okay? So there's a lot of things that we can be delivered from that have nothing to do with demonic activity. They're just something that we man, I just gotta be delivered from that deal. That's a that's an issue, that's a hang up, that's a rejection, that's a that's a that's a soul tie, that's something that I just gotta I wanna work through and we wanna work through those. So the back of the 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 worship guide or this page in your in your manual that you got gives you different things to rebuke or cast out and then all other things then to invite in are there any that you want to highlight honey
1: well i'm just looking at it and i'm thinking for you to memorize i love that when like i talked about opening the door or opening the gate when we open those things we say i just bind that spirit of fear like number 2 here i bind that spirit of fear how, what do we loosen? What do we put over it? What do we cover it with? And then what I would do is if I was, I would mark this and I used to do this for our children. I would, I would make a copy it. I'd write it on a card. I would have them memorize certain things and I might would put it on the fridge and we would talk about that until I felt breakthrough. But um, just so like 2 Timothy 1 and 7 we all know that, for, a, for God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So when people are going through fear or um, mind issues, every time I'm around that person, I have some friends that uh, they're dealing with um, maybe, is it dementia or mm-hmm. just memory. Even sometimes I can't remember things, and my father will sometimes say, you know what, Jane, my, my memory's just not like it used to be. Just in everyday Bible, he can quote it forward and backwards, God. That is just amazing. But you know what? I just pray daily. And I'll say, Lord, you've not given my father a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So I bind anything there, and then I loosen the sound mind. So whatever the scriptures, if you look down those, uh, spirit of heaviness, you know what? Look at the one, then what do we loosen? We bind that spirit of heaviness, and we loosen praise. Amen. And then, so go to that scripture that it gives you and begin to memorize that scripture. If you have sickness in, in your body or somebody's body, go to that one and say, I bind the spirit of infirmity and I loosen Romans 8 and 2. And then I begin to just quote the word because it's the word that brings the healing. We know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And if we don't get enough of the word, then we're just self help. Yeah. We're just up here giving you self-help. Drew and I talked about that this week, that we always want to give the word. We always want to give something from the gospel that that helps you. Our stories may help you, but anybody can self-help and get up and give you promotions and, hey, you know, unless we're giving you the word of God and then you're applying the word of God... That's where faith comes in. Because faith comes when you hear the word or you're in the word. And we can self-help and cheerlead all day long. But unless you get in the word, that is where your faith comes from. That's where your healing comes from. That's where your deliverance comes from. That's where your miracles come from. It's by faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And if you say, God, I just want to please you with everything. Do you really? Because and that means you got to get in your word and you got to get faith, 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 faith. So if we can push God's faith and you got to believe it. If His word said it, you got to do it. And then you got to memorize it and you got to apply it. And that's what this page does. Mm-hmm. Bind it and loosen the word. So whatever your situation, whatever you're going through, as the worship team comes, are we yeah. ready? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. Take. I, I. We wanted them to be smaller, so. If you that have the books, you got the big book, and you say, boy, I wish I could have that smaller one, I, I believe There's we, enough. we have enough. enough. Mm-hmm. So make sure you get some more, all of you that have the big book size, like we did the book, because I thought it would be so cool to keep that in your Bible. So when you go to pray for somebody, and you are there saying, you know what, um, Blake, I just need somebody to pray with me about, I, was, I feel like I got bondage. and And Blake's going, okay, Uh, what does the word say? I'm going to bind bondage. Let me, just a minute, let me get my paper. And he can pull that out and he says, okay, what's the word say? The word says there's liberty. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. You don't have to walk in that. So let's pray that scripture. So get one of those. I think that would really help you guys. If you would get one of those small ones to keep in your Bible. Also in the book you can write it. But um, grab one of those afterwards. Keep them in your Bibles Oh, Carol, just always thinking. That's why she's my friend. She said, take a picture of that. Is she so smart? You want a mic next week? You should. She's a, She helps me in the kitchen all the time. She comes up with shortcuts, tells me all kinds of stuff. She's amazing. Yeah, but what a great idea. Take a picture of that. So when somebody needs you to pray with them about something, you whip your phone out and you go, wait a minute, I can help you. Maybe not I can help you, but the Word of God can help you. So, yeah. Okay, good.
0: Stand to your feet for a moment. I want to give you just a, a thought, a word. So 2 Samuel, the sixth chapter, when David was bringing back the Ark of the Covenant, every six steps, every 18 feet, for seven miles, he stopped and he sacrificed a bullock or a ram or a goat or a lamb for seven miles, every 18 feet sacrifice. He wanted to get into the presence of the Lord. uh, A partial sacrifice today is just by coming out. We're going to sing a worship song, and I want you just to get fully engaged, if you will. And after the worship song, we're going to call up anybody and everybody who wants to. We're going to pray a blessing over you, okay, as pastors, that we want you to take home with you. That's what the the praise before the breakthrough, whole idea, the blessing that of deliverance or healing, whatever you have need of, and then if anybody here needs special prayer, we have prayer uh, team partners that we've uh, that we've invited for this conference to pray with people. So I'll give you the rundown. We're going to worship. We're going to call anybody and everybody up here just to gather as one big group. We're going to pray a blessing over you, and then we're going to quietly be dismissed with the lights still down low but if you need individual special prayer we have different people that will be positioned around the front uh, maybe behind you that we're going to ask them to pray with you if you need special prayer maybe it is something that you need to be that needs to be bound and then then loose okay and so if you're comfortable doing so just raise your hands up towards heaven we're going to we're going to begin to worship invite the